Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Down to Earth with Harriet Kamek, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter, the issues that seriously matter. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. Uh, It's Friday. It's Freaky Friday. It certainly is Freaky Friday, 73. It certainly is Freaky Friday because, and it's bonus, because it is uh, the day right after Halloween. And how many of you freaked out everybody else on the day after Halloween? I know that everyone did, right? Everybody dressed, trick-or-treated, then went home and cuddled up because it was full of candy. So everybody should be on a sugar high today. Everyone should be on a sugar high today. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. I certainly appreciate you taking time to be with us on this bright Friday morning. It's the first day in November and the start of the holiday season. So guess who's going to have a banging time, (laughs) right? Everybody is just ready to go and do what we do because it's the start of the holiday season. I can't believe that we're once again back in the start of the holiday season in, 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 you know, it's November and the holiday season has started. Oh my God. (laughs) Here we go, people. (laughs) Here we go. So, you know, it's a sliding scale. So pretty soon it's going to be Thanksgiving in less than 27 days. And then after Thanksgiving, it's going to be my birthday. And then that's how we track it around here. And once it's my birthday, then it becomes Christmas. Then it becomes New Year's Eve. And then it becomes New Year's. And Lord, God help us. God help us all. So I wanted to say good morning because sometimes in the rush of doing what we do, we tend to forget uh, what we what we do. And uh, this morning's conversation centers around social media. And I wanted to draw the parallels because you're watching me streaming, whether you're streaming me through Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. And you're also listening to me on a podcast. These are all media platforms, what we reference in contemporary language as social media platforms. And it's interesting to me because you are streaming us. And today I want to talk about the impact of social media on politics. And I thought it was apropos because in the last, uh, in the last several uh in the last two years or so, we've watched this thing unfold. I mean, uh, in the 2016 election, it was alleged that Russia interfered in the elections through the use of Facebook ads and Twitter ads. (laughs) I'm still laughing at it because it sounds hilarious because who would have thought that a time like this would have happened where we are actually uh, watching our, 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 our political leaders uh, in real time. I mean, it used to be just that television was the thing, but now 
it's, it's social media. So I wanted to talk about that today, and I wanted to get your perspective on what do you think about this, social media, the impact of social media on politics. And I don't think that any of us can get away with saying that this doesn't happen simply because it does. I mean, it does, right? And uh, I'm going to take my headphones off. Talk to you live as if I'm trying to pretend that we're not using a microphone, right? So just give me a second here while I do that, right? And while we get this together. But think about it. In recent times, we've seen how social media has impacted all our lives. I mean, in today's world, it's not unusual for anybody who has relatives on the other side of the country or even on the other side of the world to communicate with your relatives through social, through, through, through social media. I mean, one of the, the best-known platforms out there might be Facebook, right? And people who live in other countries, if you can't use your regular cell phone or your landline phone to call someone, you can always do a Facebook call, right? You can also use what is called WhatsApp, which is another social media platform that allows you to communicate with your relatives in other parts of the world. You can also use Facebook to post pictures so that family and friends who perhaps are not living in the same area where you are, they can see and keep up with your lives in real time. So it's the first day of school for little Johnny, who is now, you know, going to school for the first time. So his grandparents who live in another state can keep up with little Johnny because they might not live within uh, a reasonable commute distance of where little Johnny lives. Well, such is the case with politics as well. Our political leaders have people around them who are social media savvy and who are significantly media savvy and for whom they can now, hi, Grand Rising, right? Much love to you too. Thank you. Thank you, right? And so they can now communicate with us directly. So our political leaders, if they feel like it, they can have a Facebook live chat. I participated in a Facebook Live uh, forum a couple nights ago in which people talked about uh, human trafficking and the legalization of prostitution. Would you like me to talk about the legalization of prostitution sometimes? I bet you would, right? You would be curious to know what I think about it. But in, in real time, our political leaders, hey, are able to, to communicate with us about the issues that matter. Isn't that true, Right. And they can talk to their public and make it real time. So it's almost like, so if you go on Facebook and you see your favorite political leader just saying, hey, how you doing? You're going to say, I love that person. Oh, he rocks or she rocks. I mean, just look at that. You're completely geeked out because now they're not just figures or icons far removed from your everyday experience. I mean, through social media, I have become aware of people, and you feel as if you see their faces every day, you feel as if you know them. Recently, a couple of days ago, I was in, in Flint, and I got a chance to sit with the mayor of Flint, someone whom I've seen all across media, traditional media and social media, and seeing her in person, I felt like I knew her. I was so geeked up, by the way, because she's one of my sheroes. She's one of the persons whom I really admire as a, as a leader. Right, I don't care about her politics, but she's admirable for standing tall in the face of great adversity. Right, and so when you look at how social media has impacted the delivery of a politicians' message, 
anyone who is in politics who does not recognize that is totally missing out. It's, it's amazing to me as I go throughout the country where people have disparaging comments to make about social media. There are some people who say, I will never get on the Facebook. There are some people who say, I will never do Twitter. And there are some people who say, I don't even know what Instagram is. That's something my grandkids use. And I'm like, you are so far removed from everyday, everyday happenings. I have a friend who refuses to get on social media. I'm like, you are so completely lost. I can't communicate with you because instead of she's one of those traditional persons who would rather meet in person kind of thing. And I'm like, I could, you know, she will email you forever. So she, she's one of those who send you those chain emails, you know, the annoying ones that you and I don't bother to read. So I will, I will see an email from her and I'll just call and say, what's this about? <laughs> Or I will text because I'm like, I don't have time to read your chain emails, right? <laughs> because she does not use social media. Social media is a great tool to get your message across if you're a politician. But it can also be used negatively. Social media can also be used negatively, as we saw recently in the case of Katie Hill. What happened with her was revenge porn. Her husband, her ex-husband, whom she's now divorcing, took advantage of what used to be an intimate time in their lives and is now using it to create revenge porn, something that she thought was confined to their couplehood and something she thought that was uniquely part of their relationship. He's using that now to gain a foothold to get back at her because she left it. That is social media. That's how powerful social media is. Social media is also powerful because it is alleged that the the bots and trolls that trolled the 2016 uh, elections were also responsible for giving directing and and conveying uh, misinformation. Social media is a powerful tool. You better know how to use it, right? And so as we we look across uh, the spectrum, hey, good morning, Gavison. How are you? As we look across the spectrum, we have to wonder. What is likely to happen in 2020? Because now, 2016 is now almost four years ago. I am pretty sure that the technology has changed in terms of what they're able to filter and what they're able to bring out. So my question is, can you just imagine what 2020 is going to be like? It's going to be rough. It's going to be gloves completely off. It's going to be like a pair of Rottweilers in in a pen trying to gain a foothold in, in, in political spheres, right? And uh, I wanted to, uh, it, it's huge. It's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be huge for whoever is running for, for the people running for president, right? And, and I wanted to talk about it because it's amazing to me because for the reason that we do not, I don't think most of us are taking advantage of social media. If politicians are successfully using it to convey their message, why are the rest of us not using it? Now, I know they spend millions of dollars. That is true. They do spend a lot of money. They do spend a whole lot of money trying to uh, figure out uh, how much uh, to, to uh, they, they spend a lot of money having people manage it because they have the, the, the resources to do that. But they also have found ways that people can access voter rolls, access what people view the most, right? Though that information comes back and they're able to create a message around that. So they know who is their target audience. 
but through social media, they're able to direct their message specifically to the people who are most likely to land them a vote. Did you know that, right? It's called targeted audience, right? It's targeted marketing. So they're able to pinpoint specifically the people who are most likely, most inclined. So if you don't believe me, go into your Facebook page. Everybody has a Facebook, even if you haven't used it in a while, because they're like Facebook sells your information. It's not just Facebook that has your information. Google has your information. Recently, uh, they reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be verified on Google. And I was like, okay, is that, you know, so go view it. And in order for them to part of the verification process was they wanted to make sure I am me. Now, the, the, by the time they asked me that, I knew that they knew I am me, right? So when they asked for my government ID and to take a picture of myself with my government ID, it, I didn't question, how do you know that it's me holding my government ID? I didn't, because by that time, I knew. <laughs> I know that they know what I search for, right? What topics I look for. What do I use search engines for? What pictures I look at? So they already know. So it didn't, you know, most people would be, oh my God, you're taking your, you know, a photo of your government ID, sending it to Google. And I'm like, they must have a system for verifying that I am me. So I'm not going to worry about it. They already know. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying, right? And that is power. Years ago, uh, I became part of a class action suit because Google was employing people in, 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 in China to make photocopies of every book that they know of that is out there. So my book, Musings of the Spirit, became part of that class action lawsuit because they were photocopying pages of it. And the, the, the people who got together to sue Google wrote to me and said, your book is up there too. And I'm like, really? That's interesting. I didn't put my book up there. <laughs> At the time, Google Books was not even a thing when I published it. So I don't know that I sold the rights to it to them, right? So I became part of that. So I know that they know. And they have captured, the images are captured. So if you were to look me up on Google, for instance, and you were to go into Google and type in Harriet Kamak and type my name in, you're going to see my title as author, and you're going to see the images of my books there. And it's going to ask you to follow me to make sure you do that as well. And then it's going to tell you who I am and what I do. And then it's going to show you more images. Do you see how powerful social media is? So you, my name is already written in the pages of history because I'm digitally captured. So now if you were to go, so we don't need an Encyclopedia Britannica. Anybody remembers that? <laughs> I just gave it away, right? <laughs> Because when I was growing up, to do research in a library involved going <laughs> to the library and looking for the encyclopedia with the first initial of the subject that you want, the first initial of the last name of the subject you're looking up, so that they could pull it from that, that reference edition. So you would be surrounded by tons of books. Because I'm a writer and a reader, that just fascinated me. I loved books. Today, I just typed in Google, uh, Harriet, H-A-R-R-I-E-T, Kamak, C-A-M-M-O-C-K, host of Down to Earth Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. Author, speaker, I, I kid you not, executive director of the Exodus Foundation. It is amazing. 
I am saying that if we're going to use social media, use it for good. Use it to advance a cause. Use it to create a message. Use it to direct people to what, the, what, what is good and what is keeping, right? Uh, don't just use social media to create negativity. Use it for good. Anybody who has ever had a YouTube page or been on YouTube can agree to the fact that young people, especially nowadays, teens who are going to, before they kill themselves, they create a YouTube page and they put up a message that says what they're going to do and why they're doing it and who is responsible. Powerful. My thing is, if you're going to go that far and do it before you die, you might as well live and just put the message out there. I almost killed myself because so-and-so and a group of people said so-and-so about me. You don't have to kill yourself for them to be held accountable. You can say it, and that is enough for us, to the rest of us, to know we need to go after them. In the same way, politicians get their message across by delivering it to their target audience and by ensuring that the people whom they want to hear, the people who are most likely to listen to their message or to vote for them or who are most likely to side with them, get the message. Social media is a powerful tool. Use it wisely. I think everybody should be able to use it wisely, don't you think? Right. So uh, in the case of, uh, in the case of uh, Katie Hill, who, uh, who recently uh, had to resign from, from Congress, I mean, people you had even begun a movement to say it, it, it won't. It, it's crazy. But now that I have you here, I wanted to bring this to your attention. Uh, Twitter announced that it is going to put a ban on political ads during the election season. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that that's something that is going to impact the candidate's message? Because after all, there are millions and millions of people on Twitter. On Facebook, there are at least 2 billion people around the world on Facebook. Most people start out by having a Facebook account. Some people have a Twitter account that they probably just opened. And I'm now seeing people on Snapchat who shouldn't be on Snapchat, but they're out there. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I kid you now. And I'm like, why are you trolling Snapchat? Are you looking for young women? Are you looking for kids on Snapchat? I don't know what you're doing on here, right? But so Twitter announced that it was going to place a ban on on political ads. And I'm like, in response to Facebook, who said that instead of putting a ban on political ads, what they're going to, they're not going to censor the ad. They're not going to fact check the ad. So if, if, if a politician decides to put out an ad that says the sky rains red every Thursday, Facebook is not going to fact check that. They're going to take the candidate's money and they're going to run the ad if the candidate says the sky rains red every day. Twitter says, we're just not going to do that, period. So Facebook is after the money and the profit. And Twitter is like, we're just not going to do that, period. We don't want to be engaged in that. We're not going to do that. Do you see what I'm saying? And when you look at it, you have to say, well, is Jack Dorsey trying to stand up for something? Or is he trying to stand away from from Facebook? Not necessarily. He could just be doing it because it just doesn't suit him. Because after all, he did raise the character limit on Twitter from 140 characters. (laughs) So the rest of us now can tweet all we want and get to say what you want. And everybody has an opinion and you feel like you get to say it. 
I personally think that's going to have a significant impact on politics on the, on the next election. Because now, when I go on Twitter, for instance, when, when you set up Twitter, you set up your preferences, what you want to hear most of. You want to hear, you, you want to hear about uh, politics, you want to hear about entertainment, sports, blah, 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 trending subjects, and blah, blah, blah. Just like you do. I know Gavinson over here, I know that you have a Twitter page, right? I know you have, because you're all watching me through Twitter and Periscope, right? So you get to choose your preferences. Well, I get what I call, it, it occurred to me the other day that I'm being targeted. I mean, I get some weird stuff on my Twitter page, the, you know, stuff that comes to me, all kinds of negative, uh, and I'm like, it, it occurred to me, I said, gee, I'm really getting some stuff here that I probably would just scroll through quickly and say, I'm not interested, or, you know, you just keep it moving. But do you see what I'm saying? So but the fact that Twitter is not going to do political ads is huge for the 2020 election. I don't know if they're going to change their mind. I know Facebook is not going to change his mind because he's looking at the money. Because guess what? There are more people on Facebook than there are on Twitter. Twitter is kind of uh, sophisticated. Twitter is for those of us. <laughs> Twitter is those of us who, <laughs> I'm not going to say, right? But if, And I'm not being discriminatory. I'm just saying Twitter is kind of like the, the, the upper echelon of the society, uh, you know, of, the, of, the, of social media. Let's put it that way, right? The high end of social media. But everybody has a Facebook because Facebook has a, a has a platform that you can store pictures and stories and so on so people can see stuff in real time. And I don't know if it's because Facebook became a tool for families and friends to share their stories. I know that I reconnected with people from high school just like you from high school through Facebook. Wasn't that cool? So you're still in touch. You're able to see who is, you know, who is doing, you know, people are here and they're doing well and so on. Whereas with Twitter, you follow the stories that you're interested in. People follow you based on your interests. So now when you look at it, if you, if you quantify how big of an impact is Twitter going to have? Twitter is very influential. That's where all the journalists are. That's where all the policymakers are. So your, your, your opinion is quite influential. So if you start tweeting that you don't like this or you don't like that or you don't like when that candidate said this or you don't like, guess what? There, chances are somebody is going to follow you. And that opinion is going to be stored by your representatives. They're going to see it. And especially if you attach them to the conversation. So Twitter not doing political ads is going to have a huge impact. That means politicians who are trying to get to voters, trying to get to people's minds and opinions for 2020, there's one social media platform they're not going to have access to. And that could be very, that, that is going to be an issue moving forward. Now, they're going to say that they're going to run political ads on TV. That's where mom and pop sit before their TV every day. Retired folks vote more than anybody else because they have more time. And that's another thing. They probably need to make voting more accessible to people's schedules. People have to make special arrangements to go to vote. Maybe it's time for them to do more absentee voting, right? So people can actually, you know, be part of the process and you don't have to take time off from work. Or better yet, Election Day should be a national holiday. It should be a holiday. November 6th, it's a national holiday, get up and go out and vote kind of thing. Instead of you have to work around it, you have to drop the kids off, have somebody else pick up the kids, uh, uh, uh. 
So what if the day and time will come when you can vote through your Facebook page or through your Twitter page? That day and time will come. You do realize that. That day and time will eventually come. Because if, if conveying a message through, through social media platforms is so important that candidates are willing to put their money on it, eventually people are going to say, well, I can just tell you who I'm going to vote for right now. In fact, Twitter and Facebook carry a lot of weight in, in people's opinions. They can tell. Politicians glean this data. They're data miners. They look at what people comment on what people are saying, what people say, what, the, what images they're looking at, what stories are they reading. And they glean that data, hey, and they glean that data and use that data to create policies and to respond to criticism. It, it's, just like, it's just like I look at the Katie Hill story, for example. That's a perfect example of social media having power on the electoral process. Because now that she's removed from power, there's going to be a runoff in her seat that most likely the Republican incumbent is going to get the seat. Had it not been for social media, her husband would never have practiced revenge porn because the Washington Post, the New York Times, uh, uh, the, the Chicago Sun, none of those traditional media outlets would have published the photos of her. CNN, NBC, ABC, they would have never published the photos of her nakedness. But the power of social media impacted that election and impacted that congresswoman's ability to stay in office because her husband had access to social media platforms that he uploaded personal images, pictures that were intimate, that were shared between both of them. And because he doesn't like it now that she says, I don't want to be married to you, so he thinks he's dragging her down, so she's going to go back home and she's going to call him and be with him. No, she's not. She's going to go on and live her life and to heck with it. And they're going to find something else for her to do because it wasn't fair. Right? It was not fair what was done. I, I think women in power should be held to the same standards as men. A man in power has an affair and life goes on. He has an affair with his campaign staffer. He has an affair with a girl who cleans the room. And nothing happens. So a woman in power should be treated with the same. She's just a woman. She has feelings too. Just like a man is just a man who has feelings. Sometimes in some areas we need to level the playing field, right? So when you when moving forward, you begin to understand that if the candidates who are running in the next election can't get their message through on Twitter, I am sorry for those of us with a Facebook page. We are going to be inundated with messages. We're going to be swept. You won't even be able to see on your timeline your friends post. Right now, it's difficult to peruse your timeline on Facebook because Facebook uses certain algorithms. So people, you think you are seeing all 5,000 of your friends, and you're not. They're not seeing what you're posting. Because Facebook changes the algorithm to match what they want to propagate. So they're being paid by people to send a message out. That's what they're propagating. They're not interested in you checking in with your friends or you telling your friends, you know, showing pictures of little Johnny just, you know, went for his first tennis lesson today. Look at him. They're not interested in that. 
what Facebook wants to do is to promote message. So social media then, Facebook then, has become a media. It has moved itself and now con- sees itself as a major force in the electoral process and in the electioneering process. Go figure. Yes, they have. Because now they're charging a fee for you to place an ad, but they're also helping you deliver the message. They're flooding people's timelines with these messages. If you don't believe me, go to your Facebook page and go in your settings and then go into your preferences and see what Facebook thinks about you. I did it about a year and a half ago, and I was shocked two years ago. I'm like, you consider me like that? Because these are the the stories that I read. I read stories of interest. So they already have you and your demographics down pat. Data mining. So they have taken that information and sold it to data miners so that they can create messages specifically targeted to you. Hello, somebody. Hey. How you feel about that? I know you feel some sort of way about that. Don't you? Think about it. Do you want your timeline to be flooded with messages about that? No, you don't. You want to hear. You want to see your friends' posts. Maybe occasionally you get something. But if that is the case then, then we all should communicate with our elected representatives by using what I call the same medium that they promote their messages through. Right? It is, it is, right? So, who was Hill? She's Representative Katie Hill. Uh, she's the congresswoman from California who resigned yesterday, right, because uh, her husband uploaded images of her and another woman in a relationship. They were in a, in a relationship, all three of them, and her husband uploaded images of her to a site uh, because she asked for it. She said she could not be in that relationship anymore. So we call it revenge porn. Her name is Katie Hill, K-A-T-I, Katie Hill, right? Uh, Don't go looking at the images, though, because it just continues to prove what we're talking about. But it references and it, 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 uh, it, it affirms the fact that social media is very powerful, doesn't it? Yeah, because revenge porn is real. So it's Friday night. It's about to be Friday night. It's Friday. And, and some of you are, are going to text images. You know, you want to go have a booty call or something, and they say, send a pic, right? Don't send a pic of your face. This is who is coming over. Because when you break up with them, <laughs> when you break up with them and you don't have anything more to do with them, guess what? <laughs> it becomes revenge porn. Suddenly, you're the subject on the 6 o'clock news. Nobody likes that. If you're going to be the subject on the 6 o'clock news, Gavin... Gavinson, you, you're going to be the, the subject. You want it to be something positive, right? <laughs> you don't want it to be about, well, look at her. She was just taking pictures with this person or that person. Look at her, right? And so when, when you look at it, it just affirms how powerful social media is, isn't it? Because right now, many of us are seeing, seeing messages on, on our timelines, aren't we? 
we're seeing messages on our timelines. We're seeing messages where people are talking about stuff and we're like, I am not really sure that this is happening. I am not really sure that this is going on, but it is what it is. It's the craziest thing ever. How important is social media going to be? I mean, I'm just thinking about it from, it's mind blowing to me because Twitter is, is, is saying, uh, we're just not going to run political ads, but the candidates are still going to put their message up. Sure, they can put their message up, but they're not going to accept payment for it. That's a whole different thing. Now, Facebook, on the other hand, is a monolith. So Facebook will be hosting its own election rundown because Facebook will be able to tell candidates exactly how many people in a designated area who is going to vote for them based on people liking the stuff. If anything needs to be censored, is that like button on Facebook. Don't you think? Yeah, I can post a picture on Facebook and I get zero likes. But somebody else posts a picture and get a thousand likes. I post a picture on Facebook and nobody sees it. I don't even get a hundred likes. Some people post a picture, I swear they must pay for sponsorship. And they get hundreds and hundreds of likes. And I have 5,000 friends on Facebook. I never get 5,000 likes. (laughs) Is it that they want me to pay (laughs) for it? So you see how social media first started. Year, I, I, I think it was a couple months ago, CNBC ran an interview they did. They had done with Mark Zuckerberg about 15 years ago. I kid you not. And in those early stages, Mark Zuckerberg was talking, he referred Facebook as the Facebook. It started out as just a tool for people at Harvard to check in wherever they were so their friends could see where they were meet where they would have a meetup. Now politicians are using Facebook to get their message out and buying political ads. Ah, uh, so the kids, Generation Z, they're like, you can keep that on Facebook. You can keep it. Twitter is okay. Generation Z is on Instagram and Snapchat. And they're like, I think we're going to stay right here and you guys can keep that stuff over there. (laughs) They're laughing at us. But who the politicians want to get to are those of us who are still on Facebook, who are traditional. We're still there because it's a traditional forum. I rarely have the time to scroll through my timeline. When I do go to Facebook, I am posting an image. And like most of us, you know, you have your social media pages linked, so you post the one and it just distributes across all of them because who has the time to individually sit down and post to each one? I barely have time to read stuff on Facebook, but you know where I'm always at? Twitter. Go figure. Unless, and I don't do the Facebook notification stuff, so don't, you know, I, I don't, I click, I opt out of the notifications on Facebook, but do you know where I spend a lot of time? Twitter, and Instagram. They have me down pat. Hence the reason why when I go to my Instagram feed, I am inundated with messages. I'm inundated with articles and stories about the day's current events. It's not just because I selected it in my preferences. I selected entertainment too. I don't see a lot of stuff about entertainment and current trends. You know what it is? They have me targeted, right? They see that I read more on political stuff. So they have me targeted. And rightly so. 
So they have you. They know exactly which social media pages you visit the most. So people who, for instance, when the uh, when the, the the impeachment inquiry first began, one of the one of the persons who uh, worked for one of the the security agencies, the national security agencies, I can't remember which one, he says that he doesn't use Google Maps to go to navigate anywhere in Washington. He said, for instance, coming over here, he uses GPS, his old-fashioned, what is it called? Uh, the old-fashioned GPS. Uh, I can't remember the name. I can't even remember the name. You remember the one you put on your dashboard? He said that's what he uses. And this was me when he said it. I think the rest of us were sitting there like, <laughs> let me see how fast I can delete Apple Maps from my phone. You know why? Because Google collects all your data anyway. So when you are on your Facebook pages scrolling through candidates' timeline, Google is collecting that data, and they're distributing it. They're data miners who are making a whole lot of money, and they're distributing it. If you ever wondered how Facebook makes its money, it wasn't long before they were selling political ads. They were selling our information to, 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 to data miners. Rob Brandman, Rob Bradman on Periscope. I'm going to make a note of that. Okay. Thanks. Rob Bradman. I'm going to make a note of that. I'll follow him. Right? Because when you think about it, you, you have to ask yourself this question. What on earth gives? So what is, what is 2020 elections going to look like? The candidates are going to come like this for a fireside chat. Do you realize this? And they're going to come and say, hey, so this happened today, and this is what's going on, and I just ask for your support. And you're going to look at them and say, oh, he's on my timeline right now. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, I'm just going to, you know, talk to him right now. Imagine that. Imagine that. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's just simply crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. But I think 2020 is going to be quite the matchup because Twitter is saying we're not going to promote political ads, and Facebook is like, I don't care if the information you put in your ad is true or not. It's free speech. Do whatever you want to say. So there's going to be misinformation like crazy, and the public, the unsuspecting public, is just going to be like, huh, huh. Okay, 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 dithering to and fro trying to figure out which one it's going to be. It's amazing to me. It's just simply amazing to me, right? <laughs> Let me see what folks are saying. I got it. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow him, right? I got it, <laughs> right? But do you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's the craziest thing. Uh, if you read where technology is going, people say there are some things I will never the other day, somebody said, if you do this, I'll send you a, a Google, uh, what's the Google thing? The Google Assistant thingy? I'm like, me? <laughs> Siri is scary enough. You think I want more? I go somewhere, and Siri Maps, my Apple Maps app on my phone, is telling me, how does it know when I'm ready to leave is a question I am trying to figure out. Because I will go somewhere, and I'm sitting there for a meeting or something, and just at the time when I say I'm leaving or I'm going, I'm getting ready to leave, Apple Maps will tell me it's 
an hour to get home. It's five minutes. It's ten minutes. Take this route. It's freaky. It's freaky. It is so freaky. And when you wake up in the morning, doesn't it tell you if you're going to work? It's like it has your location locked in that you're going to work. Take this route. It's the quickest route. It's scary and freaky. I don't know that I want to be that connected to other people knowing my whereabouts that you can find me at any time. It's like we're all walking around with this on our heads, like this. <laughs> we're just one giant phone, and they can, somebody is in the sky with all the satellites, and they say, that's where she is, that's him, right there. <laughs> I don't know that I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> that's just somehow, that strikes me as, as something being wrong with that. I don't know about you guys. I think so. You don't think so? I think so. I don't think that that should happen. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's Freaky Friday and all, but seriously, that's pretty freaky that, you you know, next year the matchup is going to be huge. I, I kid you not. Just watch for it. You will see how uh, how Facebook ads are going to look. I am telling you, they are not going to care because Facebook is not censoring it. So they're going to say whatever. Your candidate will just pop up on your timeline like this. You might have been having a discussion in your home or so talking about it, and then your candidate pops up and says, yeah, about that. And you're like, really, were you just standing here with Alexa? Did Alexa report to me? And we don't realize. We think we're smart, right? We, oh, I live in a smart home. What's a smart home, honey? They can hear you when you go to take a pee. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and people say, well, I live in a smart home. I, no, it's not comfortable for me. I don't want security. Do you see what I'm saying? Your security cameras are activated. So if you get up to go downstairs in the middle of the night to make a sandwich, the security camera can say, yep, at 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m. on the dot, she gets up to go downstairs to make a sandwich. Look at him. He's supposed to have high cholesterol, but he's making a roast beef sandwich in the middle of the night. I give you <laughs> I kid you not, right? You're, uh, so we're so connected. Then you have your, your coffee maker timed, set on a timer, so you can activate it from anywhere. You have the apps on your phone that you can light your house. Really? And then you have Apple Maps that tells you when you say you're going to leave, all of a sudden it says, one hour to go to home. At first, when he started doing that, a few years ago, I was like, but I never keep this location as home. I never keep that location as work. I never put in that location as somewhere I go to frequently. How the heck does it know? I quit. I was like, I, I give up. They know where you are. They know exactly who you are. They know what your tendencies are. They know what your proclivities are. They know. And that's how easy it is to find people. People don't even realize how targeted they are. People are on the web searching for child pornography, images of children in sexual position. You think that private browsing thing actually works? This is, this is, these are the search engines looking at you, wink, wink. They're winking at you, wink, wink. There's no such thing as private browsing. You really believe that that exists? That doesn't happen. No. The Internet, we don't own the Internet. We don't even own Coke. <laughs> you don't even own your internet provider. <laughs> so all that data is being collated somewhere. So hence the reason why they can set up a sink to go after child pornographers. 
and people who pursue that because they're on the internet searching for images of children. So their IP address, every device has an IP address, internet protocol, right? Your phone, your router, everything has an IP address. They can put it right down to the the longitude and latitude where you're located by satellite. If you don't believe all of this stuff, dudes and dudettes, go Google your home address. Go Google your home address and see what, what pops up. Might shock some of us might make you want to rethink this stuff. Some of you are going to go completely like, I'm going to deactivate from social media. No, don't do that. They'll still find you. <laughs> They're still going to find you. So what's the point? <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Right. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Say thank you, Harriet. So Twitter will not do political ads because of their own moral position. And Facebook is like, I don't have any morals. I'm just going to take your money and whatever you want to say, you can push out any image. That's Facebook. Facebook, Zuckerberg is all about the money. His thing is, I want your money. Put your money in my pocket. I don't care if you buy stock in Facebook, pay for the ads. I'm rich. I have enough stock already. (laughs) Right? So Zuckerberg doesn't care about the message. That's up to, he's not the censoring board. He's saying, I'm not the censoring so the candidates are going to swing. It's going to be wild and swinging in 2020. And it's going to be very interesting. And you have me to talk about it. I will be talking about it because trust me, once January 1st, 2020 starts, woo! <laughs> and then, you know, the primary starts in Iowa and so on, and it goes on. Oh, my God. Are you ready? Are you ready to have your timeline flooded? <laughs> With information, I mean, it's just going to be unbelievable. <laughs> it's just that. So do me a favor. While we're talking about social media, if you haven't done so yet, I need you to do me a favor and go to Spotify and click subscribe to my podcast. Subscribe. My name is Harriet Kamak, and my podcast is Down to Earth. Click in Spotify, if you have Google Podcasts, if you have Google Phones, go into your Google Play Store, look for Google Podcasts, and you will find me. And if you listen on any other podcast platform, you can search for me and you'll find me. But the three ones, the three main ones, Spotify, Apple, and Google. Click subscribe so we know that you are listening, so we know that you're collecting. And this is a listener-supported program. So, of course, Whatever you, whatever you hear us say and listening to us and, and so on, yeah, I just want to make it sure you know that you can go to my page on Anchor FM as well as you can go to my page on, on HarrietKamek.com and make a donation. We accept donations. This is a listener-supported uh, envi- uh, platform. So thank you so much. So while you're doing that, and then go visit my page on Google and click follow. Well, you're following your political candidate, and they don't really help you. They just take your vote and then disappear for the next two, three, or four years. And you see them through a, a TV screen or through a screen when they want to send a message. But you see me every day. I come to you with stories that are interesting. I come to you. I entertain and inform you and uplift you and inspire you. So give me some love. Let me let me feel the love, right? Next week, I'm going to talk about some other stuff. But... Maybe I should do something about revenge porn. What do you think about that? Maybe we should talk about revenge porn. But here's the thing. 
If I'm going to talk about revenge porn, you have to have something to say. How do you feel about it? I'm not going to ask you if you would do it because then that's putting you out there. I don't want that. I just want to know how you feel about it as a man and how you think it should be. We should talk about that, right? But just imagine that Twitter saying, no, we're not going to do political ads. And Facebook is like, bring me all the money. (laughs) Zuckerberg is like, I I, got to have the money put it in the bank so that my generations after me will never be broke. (laughs) And Jack Dorsey from Twitter is saying, you know what? My generations will never be broke anyway, but I'm not going to sell my morals out. Is that what that is? I don't know. Right? Thanks so much. It's Friday. Join me on Sunday morning. We're going to talk about faith. Make sure you come back and talk to us about the issues that matter. It's Friday. It's Freaky Friday. And I don't know about you, but it's time to have some fun. It's Friday. Thanks so much, everybody. Make sure you go to my website, HarrietKamek.com or TheExodusFoundation.com. Make a donation. And, of course, download and subscribe to our podcast, Down to Earth, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are available and in your Google Play Store. Thanks so much. I got to go. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.